Hey everybody, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm praying for each and every one of you on today. I pray that you had a great week. I pray that you were able to really meditate on that word from last week. What a powerful moment in worship, man, again. I believe this has been a really good series for us, a barren place called worship. Uh, I, I would love to hear your response if you could. Uh, shoot me a text message, an email, um, inbox me, letting me know that God is really speaking to you. My job as a shepherd is to, is to make sure that you're being fed, uh, that you're not just getting milk, but you're getting meat, that you're getting the best spiritual diet that you need. I know that this is not a popular message that causes you and I to jump up and shout and twirl, but I really believe that in this season that God wants to gain our attention through intentional consecration intentional moments of worship that will lead us into a place of intimacy where that engages God and man in a conversation. Today I just want you to join us in part three, man, on how God will use those empty places. A barren place called worship. I want you to take some time. I want you to hit that share button. I want you to hit invite. Ask somebody to join with you today and hear this powerful word a barren place called worship, how God uses empty places. I'll see you real soon. Peace. Empty me, empty me, yes. Feel, won't you feel me? with you. I kind of heard that coming in on the day. Yeah, acapella. I don't have my boy Josh with me on today, but how many of you know that God wants to replenish the empty places? Can somebody say God wants to replenish the empty places? A barren place called worship, how God uses empty places. Over the last three weeks, we've been in this sermon topic, a barren place called worship. First week, we talked about how God uses the closed doors, the doors that he's closed, the doors that life has closed, the doors that you and I have closed for whatever reasons. On last week, we talked about a powerful moment of how God uses the bitter places. Did that really touch your heart? I pray that you were able, that you and I were able to deal with those places that have become hardened and bitter, calloused. Many of us are callous. Many of us have heart in our hearts to respond to God. And, and instead of responding to God, we respond to our flesh. And how do we respond? We respond to that through the frustration, the agitation, and the grief. Hannah was purposely frustrated. She was purposely and driven to be agitated. She was driven to moments of grief where she just became bitter because of her issue of a womb being closed. Many of us live in that place. We live in that square box where only you and the closed doors live, where only you and the bitter places are allowed, where only you and the empty moments of your life allow. I wanna just take some time and read through the scripture on the day and just really bring you to this point as we transition um, out of this and into our next uh, topic for next week is going to be amazing, man, when, when you just think about it, when you just think about it. 
after you come from an empty place, God hits you with a sacrifice. Catch us on next week. But I want you to go to 1 Samuel, uh, and I want you to rest right there, uh, chapter number 1, verse number 12. And it says, Now it came about as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. Eli was the priest in the temple. As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought that she was drunk. Then Eli said to her, verse number 14, How long will you make yourself drunk, put away wine from you? But Hannah replied in verse number 15, Now, my Lord, I am a woman, hear this, oppressed in spirit, I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Verse number 16 says, Do not consider your maidservant as a worthless woman, for I have spoken until now out of my great concern and provocation. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked him. She said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Was no longer sad. I, I want to rest right there. She was so empty that she confessed in verse number 15 no, my Lord, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. An empty place, a barren place called worship. Father, we thank you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God uses empty places. Can I really set this up for you? What are some of the empty moments in your life you're really dealing with today? Are you empty financially? Are you empty in relationships, friendships? Have you become empty emotionally? Have you become empty in a marriage or have you become empty in just fulfilling dreams and Everything seems to just be dead. It seems to be lost. It, it seems to be dried up. It, it just seems like at, at one moment I was swimming in the greatest ocean and now it's become boring. I'm empty. And because I'm empty, I am confessing out of my spirit that my emptiness, my bitterness, the closed doors, the agitation, the frustration, the grief, has pushed me to say I am oppressed. I'm in such a place that I am confessing in the presence of God that I am oppressed. That this woman here is saying that I'm not drunk. I'm not out of my mind. I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm simply, and I've been driven to an oppressed moment in my life because I'm empty. Whoo. She's in the presence of God. She's in the presence of the priest. And she says, I am a woman who is oppressed 
I have given everything that I thought that I should give. I've prayed. I have asked God over and over. Week number one, you said, what do you do? What should I do until God opens the closed doors? You said, knock and it shall be opened. You said, keep on asking and what you ask is what you received and I haven't received it yet. You, what, what do I need to do? Until it happens for me in week two, uh, how, how do I navigate the places of bitterness in my life? Uh, it says in Psalm 29 and 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace, but it seems like I don't have no peace. Uh, well, what do I need to do this week? Uh, how do I accept that this is who I am? I'm empty, but how do I accept it? How, how do I accept it? It says, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Jesus Christ. Come on now. I, I'm empty. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I, I don't know how to be replenished. I, I'm going to church. I, I'm on the consecration. But it seems like this empty has brought me and driven me to a place of oppression. I'm oppressed in my mind. I'm oppressed in my thinking. I'm oppressed in all that I am doing. And now I'm sitting here wondering, how am I going to make it out? How does God use empty places? Can somebody say it for me? How does God use the empty places in your life and my life? God uses our empty places by doing what? He deals with our barrenness. Come on now. God uses empty places uh, uh, to deal with our barrenness. What do you mean, my barrenness, uh, our desire to have? God, God will use an empty place to deal with you about what you desire to have in your life. Why do you want it? Can I ask the question? Uh, why do you desire to be full in this area? Why do you desire to multiply in this area? Do, do you desire it because you don't, because everybody else has it? Do you desire it because you really believe that you're supposed to have it? God deals with the empty places of barrenness in our life. That desire that you've been longing for. That dream that you've been longing for. That desire that seems to be right on the table, but you can never really pick up the plate and enjoy it. Uh, that desire, it's not out of your reach, but that desire that seems to just miss you all the time but you see it missing you all the time. It keeps going around in circles, going around in circles and everybody's playing musical chairs and you always miss the chair. That desire. God is dealing with her barrenness. That empty place. She, she's saying, Lord, I'm at a place where I need you to deal with my empty place. How does he deal with it? He, he begins to talk to you about that barren moment, those barren moments in your life. He begins to deal with you on the desires that you have. Is it your will or my will? Uh, uh, are you willing to, to go to the last moments of your life? Are you willing to go the extra miles to fulfill this desire in your life? He deals with our barrenness, the empty places speak to 
our feelings of being incomplete. I know what that feels like. I have to catch myself every now and then because I'm, I'm over 50 now and I'm in that club and sometimes you feel like life is incomplete because you didn't get a chance to do what you wanted to do. For whatever reasons, uh, you've got to deal with those empty moments in your life and God will remind you, I know that you didn't complete it here. I, I know that you didn't fulfill it here, but you're still great in me. But sometimes when you are at a place in your life and you're oppressed and you're agitated, frustrated, you can never really see how God is getting ready to use an empty place in your life for your good, for his good, for everybody else's good, for your generation's good. He uses barren places. He uses our feelings of being incomplete, our dependence to be. When you look at it, she wanted to be independent of her own. She didn't want to be dependent upon her husband giving her gifts because he felt sorry for her. Hannah did not want to feel like she was somebody's, you know, trophy and, and, and that she had to be put on a pedestal and treated better. No, 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 no. Just give me the son and I will do what every other wife has done. I'll nurture. I'll take care. I'll even give it back to you. I'll raise the son up and give it back to you. I won't even keep it all the days of my life. If you'll just give me a moment where I can be a mother. If you'll just give me a moment where I can be a father. If you'll just give me a moment, God, where I can really pastor people, where I can really shepherd people who really want to hear the word of God and not people who simply just want to call me because you're in a rut and because something ain't working in your life. And the moment you get the counsel, I don't even hear you, don't even talk to you anymore. Come on now. God wants to use a barren moment in your life. He wants to use that place where you feel incomplete that'll cause you to pray a prayer like Hannah. She prayed a prayer. God uses empty places in our life to deal with our insecurities. Come on now. The empty places reflect our barrenness, our desire to have. The empty places reflect our feelings of being incomplete our dependence to be. I, I want to be able to stand on my own. I, I want to be able to provide for my own family. I want to be the father of my house. I want to be the priest of my house. I want to be the caretaker of my house. I, 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 I want to be looked up to as a father. I want to be looked up to as a man. I, I, I don't want to be looked upon as a man that has to be taken care of by another man and you're always getting handouts and you're always getting favors and every time you come around everybody's always trying to do something nice for you because they feel sorry for you Hannah said I'm tired of being empty God will you look upon my barrenness God will you look upon my feelings of being incomplete. I know that you love me. I know that you said I'm beautifully and wonderfully made, but I have feelings of being incomplete. I don't feel whole as a person. I don't feel whole as a woman. I don't feel whole as a man. I don't feel whole in my life because I feel incomplete because I'm empty. I'm empty. Come on now, you said in your word that man and woman were to be fruitful and multiply. Yes, that is to have children, but be fruitful and multiply in my calling. Be fruitful and multiply in the desire of my life. Be fruitful and multiply in everything that you've placed in my hands, but because I don't have it, I feel incomplete. 
I've got some insecurities, so, so I got low self-esteem. I'm always looking at everybody else and I'm always thinking that everybody else is talking about me and doing me wrong and mistreating me because I'm insecure about the empty places in my life. But God will use your insecurities to cause you to pray a prayer. He'll use your barrenness to cause you to pray a prayer. He'll use where you are incomplete to cause you to understand as I finish here. He'll cause you to understand Philippians 1.6 for I am confident of this very thing I need somebody to say I am confident of this very thing that he God God I'm talking about God he's the one who closed your womb come on now he's the one who used penina to frustrate you to agitate you to cause grief in your life to push you to become bitter he's the one the closed womb caused it all it caused you come on now it caused you to cry out to God in your barrenness. It caused you to cry out to God because you felt empty. You felt alone. You felt like some things were happening in your life. It caused you to do that. I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work among you, come on now, among you will complete it. Come on now. God is saying, I know that the wound is closed, but I'm going to complete it. Come on now. I, I'm going to bring it to pass, but I need you to understand that I wanted to use you out of an empty place. I wanted to create a miracle out of an empty place in your life. I wanted to create this miracle out of a broken, barren moment in your life. Can somebody say amen? Think about it. God uses closed doors. God uses bitter places. Uh, God uses empty places to get you to the place that he needs you to. He got her to the place where she prayed a prayer. Come on now. She prayed a prayer and in the prayer, her bitterness, uh, the closed doors, the empty places caused her to make a vow to the Lord that she would never take back. A vow that says, if you give me a son, your maidservant, I will give him back to you all the days of your life. Just give me a moment until he's able to walk. Give me a moment until he's able to talk. Give me a moment to nurture him, to consecrate him, to put him in a place where he will serve you all the days of your life, and I will make sure that a razor never touches his head. Empty places, bitter places, closed doors will cause you to pray like you've never prayed. It'll cause you to fall on your face like you've never fallen on your face before. It'll cause you to stay on your knees until your knees ache. It'll cause you to rest on your belly until you fall asleep in prayer and you wake up and start praying again. I'm talking about barren moments in your life lead you to the greatest intimate conversation that engages God and you. It's called a call to worship. Come on now. Somebody say, God is calling me out of an empty place. God is calling me out of a bitter place. He's calling me through closed doors. God wants to reach you and I through a barren place called worship. This was a place of worship. Grief 
Come on now. Come on now. Agitation, frustration, closed doors that he closed, closed doors that life closed, closed doors that my mistakes and my failures closed. Come on now. Agitation, frustration, grief, and now I'm dealing with emptiness, the barrenness, that place where I have a desire but I'm empty, that place where I have a longing but I can't seem like I can't fulfill it because I feel incomplete. I want to be dependent. I want to be able to stand on my own as a believer just like everybody else. I want to be able to sow my $21 survival seed. I want to be able to tithe. I want to be able to give. I want to be able to commit my life. I want to be able to serve God with all of my heart. I don't want to feel like that every altar call they have, I got to be at the altar and everybody's praying. I hope she don't come up today. I hope he don't come up today. I hope he don't catch me outside because I just don't understand. They're always in need. When you're in people begin to perceive you in a way that you're needy. Hannah was never needy. She was just empty. She was just broken. She was just barren. Just like you and I. I'm not needy. I'm just barren. And I'm tired of being empty. I'm tired of looking at the closed door. I'm tired of looking at the bitter places. I'm tired of seeking empty places in my life. Will you Fulfill a dream in my life. God says, if you will allow me to use a barren place in your life, I'll show you how to win again. I'll show you how to live on top again. I'll show you what it looks like to be restored. I'll show you what it looks like to be renewed. I'll show you what it looks like to really be born again, to be new, to be a new creature in me, I, to be a new creation in me. I'll show you what it means to be saved sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'll show you what healing looks like. I'll show you what deliverance looks like. But you've got to allow me to use a barren place to create an engaged conversation of worship. You've got to allow me to let worship have its way in your life. And sometimes worship can come out of a place of agitation. It can come through frustration. It can come through a closed door. It can come through an empty place. I need you to lift your hands right now and simply say, Lord, I submit to the barren places. I submit to the empty places. I submit to the bitter places. I submit, oh God, and I'm not saying that you're giving in, but you've got to acknowledge that you're bitter. Can I say that? I acknowledge that I'm empty. I acknowledge that I feel incomplete. I acknowledge that I feel barren. I acknowledge that I'm bitter. I'm broken. I'm wounded. I acknowledge, oh God, that I'm agitated for the wrong reasons. I acknowledge that I'm frustrated because I'm looking at everybody else and I acknowledge that I'm grieving. I acknowledge that I'm sick and tired of the closed doors in my life. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. But Lord, will you hear the supplication? Will you look upon my affliction and grant me the desires of my heart. Father, you said a mind that is stayed on you, that you will keep it in perfect peace. Because I trust in you, the Lord my God. I will remain confident. Bishop William Murphy has that song. 
I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Out of my barren moment, I've got to be able to sing a song that I'll see the goodness of the Lord one day. That I'll see the goodness of the Lord today. That out of the empty places in my life, that I'll begin to receive the reward of God. That God has not forsaken me. He's not let me down. He's not turned me over. Although I might feel like I'm in an oppressed situation, God is calling me to a place of worship. I love your rock church, but I want to tell you this, that I can't fix your problem. Only you and God can work that problem out. I can only give you the principles. I can only give you the word that will lead you into a, an intimate conversation that engages you and God, where God is able to engage the frustrations of your life. He's able to hear your heart. He, he's able to see you lay it all on the altar. God, I'm coming empty. I'm barren. Will you fill me with the desire of my heart? Will you open up the door that you have closed? Will you open up the wound of entrepreneurship in my life? I'm tired of working for people that don't treat me right. I'm talking to my son right now. I, I'm tired of selling drugs. I'm tired of selling marijuana and I'm sneaking it in my mama's house and I really want a business and I really want to go to school but, but, but mama don't have enough money and I'm tired of, of desire being closed in my life. God, will you help me? I'm tired of selling my body. I'm tired of jumping in relationships where men abuse my body and they abuse me for sex, lust, I got to sell my body at a strip club because I really want to be a dancer on Broadway. But nobody will give me an audition and every time I go, it seems like the door closes. I'm here to tell you today that all you need to do is make a vow. God wants to hear you and I recommit ourselves, rededicate ourselves. Come on now, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. He gave Hannah the son. And Hannah honored her word. If you're going to make a vow, you got to understand that God is going to cash in. Over 27 years ago, I made a vow that if you would let me sing and you call me back home, I'll come home. I've been off the road since 1997. And I can tell you that I have experienced doors closed, bitter places, empty places. But I'm standing here today only because he made a way. I love you, Rock Church. I appreciate you. Take some time. Send me a text. Inbox me. Let me know that these three powerful teachings of a barren place called worship has changed your life. We create the relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to the rightful place in God. I want to be saved today. Just simply just hit the button and say, I want to be saved. I ask God to come into my heart. I ask Jesus to save me. I understand that he died on the cross. 
He rose again. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Confess my sin and believe that I am saved today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I love you. Peace. I will remain confident of this one thing, that what God has started, he will complete it. I am confident that in every barren place of my life, that God is going to complete what he started. I really appreciate this moment in worship on today, a barren place called worship, how God uses the empty places. God allows empty places and those empty places reflect our barrenness, the desire that we have. It reflects the feelings of being incomplete, wanting to be dependent. It reflects those two places most of all, because why? Many of us feel incomplete. We feel barren and empty to the point that it almost takes us out some days. I want you to be encouraged as we have taken these last three weeks to really pour into you about how God uses situations, isolated events in your life to call and to restore us back to a place of worship. Worship, that intimate conversation that engages God and man. No music, no singing, no jumping up and down. An intimate conversation where God's able to use a barren place. That place that allows you to understand that God is going to use a closed door. He's going to use a bitter moment. And he's going to use an empty place in your life to start a conversation. I want you to start the conversation on today. And I don't want you to let it go. I simply want you to just engage a conversation with God today. Talk to him like I'm talking to you. However you feel, tell him how you feel. He already knows, and I know somebody's going to say, he already knows, but God wants to hear the cry of your heart. God wants to appreciate that you're able to be transparent with him. And not only you're being transparent with him, but then give some time for God to talk back to you and let him tell you how he feels. It's worship, worship conversations. That intimate moment that engages a conversation between God and man. I love you, Rock Church. I look forward to seeing you all next week. It's going to be a powerful teaching, man. I need you all to get back to me. Hey, man, uh, uh, a place called worship. We're going to be talking about the story of Isaac and Abraham. Hey, a tested place of worship, a tested sacrifice called worship. I love you. I appreciate you. Make sure you sow your seed on the day you give your tithe and remember that last Sunday, I believe that's January the 31st, last Sunday of this month, we're all sowing and we're all giving cheerfully above our tithe, our offering, our love seat. We're sowing our $21 survival seed. If the Lord uses you and you want to sow more, that's fine, but I want you to settle right there. We're in the year of 2021. It's a year of survival. It's a year where we're standing. It's a year where God has brought us through. I love you. Have a great day. I'll see you next week. Love on somebody. God bless. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Peace.